The Washington Commanders beat the Cleveland Browns 17-15 to in the first preseason game of 2023. It's a reckoning here on Ref the District. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. It's the day after Reckoning where we break down the game before for the Washington Commanders and give you our thoughts on it. Now, normally, Stoner, hmm. these are live and you, our viewer or listener, gets to interact with us. But this one is kind of going to be a mini session here. So it's just going to be Stoner and I. But we would love to hear from you in the comment section if you're on YouTube or go ahead and hit us up on one of our audio platforms. Uh, or our social media platforms if you're listening to it on audio because we are a part of the Believe Network, so we know that there's many, many places that you can get this content, and we do appreciate your support and listenership. Stoner, football yeah. is back. Football is back. My goodness, it's been too long. When, when was the last game? Was that in gen early January maybe, somewhere around there? Yeah, it would have been early January. So eight-plus months since the last time the commanders were out on the field? It's good to have them back. It really was. And they delayed our gratification oh. here as the game was delayed due to some weather. And there was weather throughout the, the night there. And uh, there was some concern, right? Like mm -hmm. a little bit of like, maybe you don't play your starters because of the, the delay and then the rain. You don't want them getting injured in a meaningless game and uh, might have seen a couple of injuries. We'll get to those in a little bit here. What were your overall thoughts of this first preseason game gosh you know what it the more i think about it we get to sleep on it we get to think about it maybe watch a little bit more of the game on dvr or online or whatever i'm i was really really pleased with the overall results win or loss doesn't really matter it's nice to have a win but i was pleased with execution of course there were plenty of mistakes out there but just from what you wanted to see when you went when you went into the game I was really happy with how kind of everything played out. And we'll get into more details, of course. But just overall, it felt like uh, that this organization, everything is still in that honeymoon phase. Everything is still feeling good. You feel good about the team. You feel good about the organization. So I felt, I felt very pleased uh, overall. Yeah, and as I think we should be, the game doesn't really count in the win-loss column, but it was nice to get that one, especially with you know the new ownership and everything, starting it off on the right foot. And there's plenty to talk about in specifics. And the first one, of course, we don't want to bury the lead here. It's going to be Sam Howell. Uh, every snap he was every under. You know, he only played uh, a little bit into the second quarter. Right. Did have a rough go of it uh, with a dropped pass by Bates, was wiped out by a holding call anyways. Does get a great pass off to Jahan Dotson, which ends mm -hmm. up scoring a touchdown. What did you make of Sam Howell in his <sighs> debut for this season? Damn, Nathan. I was, I was super impressed with everything about Howell. He stood tall in the pocket. He delivered when he had to, and you'll see even on this play right here, when he had to scramble and he rolled out, that's where his legs come into play. He doesn't have to be a great runner. He has to be a guy who's elusive. And then that play right there, he got away from the pressure and rolled out to his left and then put a move on the guy at the end. 
and and that's really important. So I liked everything that he did. He threw the ball away when he had to. He went secondary read, uh, tertiary read. Uh, he went. He did everything that you would hope your quarterback could will do in the games. He showed a, a strong arm. Uh, he showed some touch on a couple of plays. Man, he was really, really, really good. What were his stats? Do you even know what his stats were? He was like seven I, of yeah. 10. I just had him up actually. So it I think it was um, seven of ten, one twenty nine, maybe something like that. You would ask I mean, me while yeah, we're recording, it, and but, now yeah, just just but yeah, he was really he was really yeah, good. Seventy seven yards, nine for twelve, one touchdown with one hundred nineteen passer rating. Okay, no, that's where I got the the one twenty nine from. Sorry, so it was a one nineteen passer rating. Yeah, but regardless of his stats, were actually which were actually really good. He just looked like he belonged, mm-hmm. and he took a, a pretty big hit on that sack right there, which which was fine. He didn't have any issues with it because he's a tough kid. Uh, he's not brittle. It's not like when some quarterbacks in the past, you were like, oh, my gosh, is he okay after every hit? But I thought he looked really, really good. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of promise there. I think you can see where you know he's not necessarily going to be – you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, people, you know, but I do think we have a solid in this. Um, if, let's not overreact too much, right? This right. is one preseason game, but right. I do think that he's showing why there is promise for him being QB one. And we talked, we tweeted this out, right? Like any, anybody who was questioning who was going to be QB one should have no questions. No now questions. it's, it's going to be Sam Howe. And he showed why a lot of poise, great arm strength, some good throws in there. You do mm-hmm. want some of the stuff to be cleaned up, but that's why it's preseason. And you're going to see this the more reps he gets, the better his decision-making is going to come there. Now, Stoner, you put me on the spot trying to remember stats and everything. I'm going to put you on the spot with okay. the Sam Howe tracker. Okay. Do you have it ready? Are you going to, are you going to show us your Sam Howe tracker? I, I can show the Sam Howe tracker. Absolutely. So this is, this is where we're at because uh, I had to fix it up because of uh, it was taking up too much space. And so he was at eight and three. Uh, three is not right. It was It's eight and five. Why do I only have three on there? But it's eight and five. So I'll fix that. And then I had August 10th, but they didn't even practice on August 10th. So, so not 100% ready there, Nathan, but pretty darn close to it. It's just but, payback uh, again for catching me off guard with <laughs> the stats, not having those on top of my head. August 11th which was yesterday, which was the game yesterday. He was fantastic. I'd give him an A plus on that game. I got to find my green. Here's my green. I give him an A plus for yesterday. I mean, uh, I'm being a little bit too, you know, hyperbolic. He wasn't an A plus, but he was really good. I mean, I'd probably give him an A for yesterday's performance. I was really, really impressed with him. Sam Howe getting another green check mark on the Sam Howe checker. Yeah. I have to agree. I'd probably put him at about a B plus uh, room to grow, right? Where, where did he go wrong? Where, where was her, his limitations yesterday? So he missed B Rob out in the flat when he took the, the sack. That'd be one thing that could be cleaned up the, the run while he did a good job picking up the first down. I, I think that he hesitated too much and he could have let that ball go. That's hmm. me nitpicking here, Sure, but, but there's room to grow for our young QB and that I I'm, I'm very, very much happy with where he is. Right. That, that fourth down play 
that they had when they decided to go for it after he missed the uh, the dump off on third down on the blitz, mm-hmm. and maybe it was tipped at the line. But uh, that fourth down play, when he got out of the pocket, he went first read. He went second read. Nothing, neither one was there. He was still in the pocket, and then he was like, all right, I got to get out of this pocket. And he got out of the pocket rolling right, and he sees Cole Turner wide open, doesn't hesitate, zips it right in there with a perfect pass. That's the kind of things that, that we're hoping for with this uh, – with this young quarterback. All right. Well, the other side of the ball was pretty interesting. Uh, kind of bend, don't break stoner. And that mm-hmm. first drive, a little worrisome that Cleveland was able to kind of run down the field, but they made an, a very impressive goal line stand. What did you yeah. make of the first team defense here? Yeah, it was a bend, but don't break. And when they had to, as we're seeing here in these clips on that second down, um, Sorry, on the third down, when Forbes, the the smallest guy out there, Forbes mm-hmm. jumped in there and teamed up with Cam Curl to stop the run, and we're talking about at the inside the one yard line, and then on the fourth down when they decided to go for it, well, Montez Sweat, nobody blocked him. I mean, how dumb is Cleveland to not block <laughs> one of the best players on defense? And he comes around and runs the guy down very easily on fourth down to turn the ball over. So defensively, I thought they were really good, and then the rest of the game not just the first team defense, but the rest of the game, those DBs were flying around. Uh, the second um, the second teamers, the Christian mm-hmm. Holmes, the Percy Butlers, uh, even Wild Goose was out there making a couple of plays. Uh, so I was really – Danny Johnson, you can't forget him. He was making a lot of good plays out there. So defensively, I thought they were really, really good as well. They gave up a later touchdown. Uh, towards at the end of the fourth quarter when Cleveland was trying to tie it up, but they stopped them on the two point conversion. And uh, yeah, so defensively, I thought they were really good. I mean, they were just really good all the way around. Special teams was good. They did everything they were supposed to do. I mean, Dax Milne stepped out on one of those punt returns. That was kind of, you know, he shouldn't be doing that, but Casimir Allen flashed a little bit on the punt returns. Uh, I mean, you can't look, you look at it and you can say, that was almost, again, regardless of the score, really, that was almost exactly what you wanted to see from this team. Yeah. Going I mean, into preseason, preseason game one. Preseason game one, yeah. Right. I mean, it was – there was – we're talking again about eight months in between games here. Mm-hmm. you got to knock off the cobwebs. You want to see something from your young guys. You mm-hmm. want to see the, just kind of the communication. And it felt, all, it felt like all of that was good. Now, there are some things you don't want to see, Stoner, and those are injuries. Darian yeah, Mathis uh, limping off the field, and then there was Chase Young dealing with a stinger mm-hmm. uh, as he was going to go tackle uh, Deshaun Watson, just absolutely blows by the offensive tackle for Cleveland. Yep. But as he gets to Deshaun Watson, you kind of see his arms kind of go limp here, Uh not a good scene for the fourth year pro who, mm-hmm. you know, is in a year where he needs to do well to get paid. Yeah. First of all, the tackle for Cleveland, the left tackle is no slouch. Mm-hmm. He's their first stringer. He's an Alabama kid. Wills, I believe is that who that is. Uh, and he abused him on that play. He showed explosion. He, sh- he showed great use of the hands to get the tackles hands off of him, and then dipped below him a little bit. And then hit, like you said, and then hit Watson, who's a bigger kid, 
It's not like Deshaun Watson is a small quarterback. He's a big quarterback. 6'3", 200-something pounds. Yeah, yeah and so that probably contributed to him not being able to wrap him up. But, yeah, you can see him when he hits him. You can see his arms just kind of drop. It wasn't It wasn't he was trying to hit him that way. He's like this, you know, trying to hit him, and then all of a sudden his arms just drop as soon as he mm. hits him, and that's where he got the little stinger. Uh, but, yeah, first of all, Chase Young looked great on that play. And then second of all, you got to, you know, be a little bit concerned about the stinger, but he didn't look like he was having any issues on the sidelines afterwards. It's not no. like he had to go inside and have sure. an x-ray or anything. Yeah. Do you shut him down for the rest of the preseason? Um, wow, man, that's, these are so, those are such tough decisions that get coaches fired, whether they, whenever they do it wrong, either way. I mean, I don't. I don't because, again, I'm an old school kind of thinker in that they need as much reps as they can possibly get. So I don't. But if they did shut them down, I wouldn't be surprised. All right. Well, we'll see how that works out. I personally, I would shut them down, keep them healthy for the season. Don't, you know, you can see him in practice, but he doesn't need to play any more preseason games. You saw the explosiveness was back. You see the aggression is back. Mm -hmm. That's what you wanted to see. Now let him stay healthy for the regular season. And, and you know what he didn't do, Nathan? He didn't just do a bull rush. Nope. He did something different. He was getting the hands off of him. You didn't see a whole lot of that in the last few years. Yeah. So EP this morning, she she and I were talking about the game, and she mm. was just like, nobody's talking about Jacoby Brissett. So let's yeah. fix that for, for EP here as mm. he had himself a pretty good game, including this so. touchdown run that we are showing on the screen uh, for our viewers. What did you make of Jacoby's play? Cause it's historically speaking, mm -hmm. you're going to see QB two at some point this season. Right. Uh, I think you saw exactly what you want to see from, uh, from QB two. He was competent. Uh, he did have that one pick, but that was uh, he was under pressure and he kind of threw off his back foot. It was towards the end of the half, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, but he did exactly what you'd hope that he would do. Again, he went in there and he ran the offense. He made some nice plays. Uh, he didn't throw up all over himself. And, and you look at him and you say, you know what? If anything happens with QB1, QB2 is going to be somebody that you're going to at least he doesn't have a ceiling. I mean, he's at his ceiling, mm -hmm. right? He doesn't have anywhere else to go uh, upwards. But you just yeah, know he, you can at least get who by. You would expect him to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, he he looked. I thought he looked pretty good. But you can definitely see a difference. And I saw it in camp earlier this week in person. You just see a difference between how the ball comes out of their hands. And Jacoby Brissett has uh, is no slouch throwing the ball mm -hmm. he can he can zing it but i mean howls on a different level yeah that that's fair I, I think that we should be pretty happy with the qb room which is not something washington fans mm -hmm. could say for for years right mm -hmm. like we maybe we fooled ourselves into thinking that we'd have a good qb room when we really just it would all fall apart so hopefully fingers crossed Things stay good for them. You mentioned some of those young DBs, Stoner. Yep. And one of those was somebody we were really excited about last year, but there's mm -hmm. just kind of a log jam, especially with Defoe just showing up and being really good last year. But Percy yep. Butler did some good things here, uh, including this interception. 
that he happened to get overthrown ball and then just shows this burst of speed right that was just outstanding where you know, did that speed come from no no lack of decision making just immediately catches this uh this ball and turns on the jets mm-hmm. it was good good block there as well what did you make yep. of some of these younger guys you mentioned the danny johnsons but what about percy butler a lot of talk about Quan martin mm. uh out there as well what did you what did you make of some of the younger guys play yeah percy butler i thought really really um popped on screen on a couple of different plays uh so that was really good but listen i watched uh a lot of Quan martin and he did not look like he knew where he was supposed to be in a lot of plays he was out of position um, you know, he, he had those plays that the captains or the guys on the sideline have to come and talk to him about where he should have been. And, and he's always doing the, you know, shoot, I was supposed to be here or there. He was out of position quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, but it's his first game, uh, understandable. So I have to give him a little bit lower grade, not happy with what Quan Martin was doing, but Percy I- Butler was really good. I think the there's a little bit of not a little bit. There's a lot of pressure on Quan Martin. Oh yeah, he was the second cornerback taken for Washington in this mm-hmm. draft, right? So they went they went cornerback, cornerback, and a lot of people didn't expect that. I mean, the the thing with Quan Martin is he does have some versatility, and the coaches are using him that way. So he's yeah. having to learn safety he's having to learn slot he's having to learn to sure. learn all over and i think that puts a lot of pressure on him and i think that the development for Quan martin is going to be a little bit slower than forbes who is you know has a lot of pressure himself but he has to learn really just the one position right yeah Quan martin's going to be lined up all over the place and i think that you're going to see the development of him because i do think that the the young kid can play the young man can play so oh absolutely we'll we'll start to see those flashes of why they've drafted him but there's going to be some frustrations from fans as you know he lines up out of place or Mm -hmm. he lets up a big play because maybe he was out of position it kind of reminds me of jamin davis from a few years back where we thought you know athletically this guy was good there's a lot of potential there but then he just wasn't really mm. getting it on the field so hopefully you know the coaches will work with him maybe give him something to specialize in and then also use him somewhere else rather than having him be this you know utility knife because that's a lot mm. for going from college to the nfl yeah so. and, and to be fair nathan all reports have been these last couple of weeks in training camp that he has been playing very well and so this is probably just part of that process getting to where he needs to be, that there are going to be bumps in the road. And it's good that it took place in a preseason game. Absolutely. Uh, other good things off the field with this, uh, mm-hmm. the kind of on the field a little bit too, was we've had this change of ownership and it's just been a, a breath of fresh air. Let's show this interview with uh, JP uh, Finley after the game, which, Mirrors Watching the one that happened team, in the game. First of all, it's the city's team. It's not my team, but it was amazing. It was. So, I'm so happy to be here and uh, be part of it. And uh, we, a win's a win, preseason or not. Everyone's healthy, and uh, let's go. You know, how cool? How cool was it? You had your son with you. 
Oh man, it's, you know, family is everything to me and uh, having him there and being able to like experience the moment with him was amazing. And uh, we, we got the ball. I was lucky enough that coach Rivera gave me the ball. It's my first uh, game as an owner. So I'll, I'll put that under glass and, uh, and it's a good omen for where we're heading. What well, that's Josh Harris, our owner. He was at the game mm. and he wasn't in a suite. He was, it's raining, pouring down raining stoner. Mm -hmm. And he is in the stands right behind the players. Yeah. Just uh, we, uh, unbelievable. It was actually, I believe Mark Ein, part of the ownership group was also there who was in a suite and ended mm -hmm. up coming down to sit down next to uh, Josh Harris and his son as they enjoyed their first game as owners of this team. I don't, I don't know what to do, Nathan. There's too much good <laughs> things happening right now. I'm a little bit concerned <laughs> because everything, again, regardless of the score, just kind of everything, the momentum is still building towards successful season and successful organization off the field as well. I'm concerned. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop because I'm not used to this. I don't yeah. even know what to do. It's no, no ownership group is going to be perfect, but it is, it is yeah. a breath of fresh air. I loved the fact that he was down in, in the lower bowl uh, and especially in the weather that they, that they were having there in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. um, I loved his statement. Again, he mirrored this from, he was talking with Logan Paulson during the game where he was just like, you know, what's it like to see your team? He's like, no, no, this isn't my team. This is the city's team. I mean, that's, uh, that's awesome. That's amazing. That's a, I love hearing that. I, I hopefully he continues to walk the walk. Yeah. Sometimes you get the, you get the talk of that <laughs> right but he he seems to be walking the walk right now and i, I love to see it he mentioned in here stoner mm -hmm. that he got the game ball and we have that clip here start. From the as well. start. three season game but nonetheless the win is a win to our new owner love to see it and the players are feeding off of this energy oh, yeah. too that's that's what's amazing here is they can feel the change and the positive vibe and and you love hearing them call for him to do a speech and everything it was just good vibes all the way around and you know what he didn't do? He didn't make that all about him when he had a chance to be there and kind of put the spotlight on him. He's doing that a lot in mm -hmm. the interview that we saw or whatever. It's not about him. And he just says, I appreciate it. Let's let's keep this going. And he and he didn't say, Hey, you know, I'm trying to help you guys and I'm I'm uh, gonna put some money into the facilities and I'm gonna, you know, he was just like, I appreciate this guys. Uh let's keep doing this. Uh, yeah, kept it short, done. kept it yeah. on the players who are doing uh, the thing, yeah, yeah. the organization itself. Cool. Yeah, good stuff there. Now, that was Ron Rivera's game ball, and I don't know whether or not you agree with giving it to Josh Harris. Mm. I, I think it was a nice, you know, show of uh, of faith, probably a very smart move by Ron <laughs> right, Rivera. Right, right, that helps. But let's get to our own version of the game ball, which is our okay. go-goes and no-goes. Yeah. First up here are the go-go stoner. Give me your go-go for this game. And I only get one, right? I only get the one. I only get one. So if I say, okay, it's not going to be Jahan Dotson, that yeah, doesn't count, right? That doesn't, that doesn't okay. count. 
All right. So, all right. So I know I'm cheating a little bit there. Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious. No, I'm not going to do the obvious. I'm not going to do the obvious of Sam Howell. Okay. So that's not my go-go either. I went and rewatched every snap, the three offensive series and the battle for the left guard position is over. It's over. Chris Paul has solidified himself as the left guard. I watched him on, and we put a little clip out there mm-hmm. on, on X. Oh, man, I hate calling it that. Uh, but we put it out there of just a few of his plays. And But if you watch every single play, he didn't have a bad rep. On 21 snaps, he did not have a bad one. And we put out just a few of the good ones, but he was stoning blitzers in this in their, you know, right there in that spot where they hit him. He was pulling on run plays. He was uh, really good on pass, but he was just fantastic. So my go-go is going to be Chris Paul, left guard, one, starting now. Yeah, but he 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 definitely impressed both of us. I loved watching kind of those clips that we had of his play. I am going to go with the obvious. I'm sure a lot of our, our people in the comment section are going to hit this one as well, but Sam Howell is going to be my go-go. He had a lot of pressure coming into this game. I mean, he oh, yeah. he's the the QB battle we all know has been a farce, but there's a lot of faith in him. There's been a lot of people talking him up. You have national media starting to talk about the positive things that they can potentially mm-hmm. see in Sam Howell. And he didn't just not throw up all over himself, as you like to say. He mm-hmm. actually performed very well. He did not perform like a fifth round pick a year ago. He performed yeah. like he knows what he's doing. You see some of those poise that people have talked about. He's going to be my go-go. I'm very interested, though, in the comment section. If you have anybody else or if you have a go-go that you'd like to uh, you know, tweet at us on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, make sure you do that because we, we appreciate that uh, interaction knowing who you pick for your go-go's. Now, no go stoner. I'm mm-hmm. going to go first here, and I'm okay. going to steal probably the most obvious, and that's going to be Andrew Wiley mm. out of right tackle. Yeah. I know that we also kind of looked at this, and he had three bad snaps out of 21. Correct. Um, but they were bad snaps. They were. And this is not a second-year pro like that's we right. have in Chris Paul. This is somebody who you know, came here in free agency, was paid good money to be the right tackle. Yep. And it's just, I, this needs to get cleaned up. The offensive line was my biggest concern going into this game and into the season. They've not done enough to alleviate that. Right. I do think that we will be able to overcome it at times, but there's definitely times here where like Andrew Wiley presented it. It's just going to be a mess. Yeah, and there were a lot of plays in those 21 pass plays where it didn't matter what the offensive line was doing because they were quick plays, they were quick throws, and that's that's what they mm-hmm. have to do in order to overcome the weaknesses of of the Wiley of well, the Wileys of the world. So yeah, I I would agree with you that that's a, a no go. Yep, it's gave up a no-go. safety. Yeah, it's rough. Go ahead. Uh, Who's it's your no go? Not my no go. Uh, and my no go is also not. Jamin Davis, who I'm I'm not even sure he's still on this team. I haven't seen him all season in practice in this game. I don't know what's going on there. Again, we talked about it when I was at practice, and they, when they were doing their 5-1-5, and the middle linebacker was Cody, was Martin, Cody Martin. Yeah. 
not Jamin Davis. You, we we were watching most of the the first uh, quarter together. Yeah, and we noticed Cody Barton quite a bit, and he was yes. all over the place. He was doing things. Jamin Davis was out there too because they were running the four two five, quite You're extensively right. that first drive. So he was out there, but he was late, or he just you just never noticed that he was there, and it was yep. kind of like you're supposed to be a kind of a thumper and that's not quite happening yeah he's in year three now right this is he's supposed to be he's a first rounder he's supposed to be showing up so and he's not so he but he's not my no-go i'm just gonna tell you not my (laughs) no-go stoner Uh, cheating on the system here i like cheating the system um my no-go actually and i'm not gonna call out any specific names the broadcast last night was a disaster Okay. It it was rough. A lot of it misnames, was. and I mean, I mentioned about the safety from Wiley. It was actually by the broadcast team was credited to to, uh, to Leno, right? Even though the refs clearly said seventy one, the broadcast team was just like, okay, that's Charles Leno. Like, the, and Leno's not a new guy. He's been wearing seventy two for Washington for three years now, and yeah. to kind of get that wrong when you were the team's broadcast this isn't a national broadcast uh unit this isn't like abc's like go-to team this is right this is the team these are the people who are supposed to be most familiar with the players on the field yeah i felt like they didn't really know this team very well it, it felt it felt amateurish mm-hmm. and that and that was a little bit disappointing and again first preseason game i think this announcing team this is their first year doing this as well so okay first preseason game give them gotta time shake to... off the rust a little bit get yeah more but it was it was throughout the game it was yeah. not knowing who people are now if that was me doing that i'd be doing the same thing because i have trouble <laughs> remembering names and numbers and all but that. that's why you need a cheat sheet in front of you that way you yeah. can see it but i mean they were doing some egregious thing i think they kept calling uh dtr uh kellen mond yeah, the, towards that the end, times. like a few times, there's just like, come on, and it's, you gotta, you gotta get that right. I mean, what I, I was trying to wonder, like, how were they broadcasting? Were they looking down and not at the game? Because you and I can see that that's not DTR mm. or vice versa, just by looking with our own eyes. So I wonder what they were looking at. Yeah, I, I if they were actually at the game, and I believe they might have been, or they were at the game, I did hear sure. visibility was an issue. So okay. You know, that might play into it, but. And I'm not putting it just on the announcers either because they have spotters. They have people who are telling in, in their ear who did what, who made the tackle, who caught the pass and everything. They're they're feeding them that information. So the sure. spotters maybe were having trouble. But there was also a lot of mispronouncing names and calling, taking Sam Howell and calling him Samuel, Samuel back to pass. And I'm like, who the, who's Samuel? So it was just a lot of that. Yeah. And. And I'm yeah. doing it just kind of goofy. It's not like it ruined the game experience for no. me. I'm going to watch it if there are two dogs barking. Yeah. To, to be fair, Stoner, it is a reason why people should be tuning into our live stream. So we Absolutely. normally do play-by-play and commentary here on our Ref the District YouTube and Twitch channels. So you'll, you'll want to make sure that you watch uh, ours to get our accurate name-calling and our, <laughs> our wonderful play-by-play That's and, right. uh, and commentary. Uh, let's go to our last step here. No dollar dollar today because we didn't do any dollar dollar bets, which we normally would do for a game, but it is the preseason. We mm-hmm. talked about uh, this with Natalie Spala on Friday. 
District Diamond. This yeah. is somebody in the preseason who kind of shows up and you start to kind of get excited about, even though yeah. this is probably somebody on the end of the roster. Sure. Maybe doesn't even get to the 53, but kind of wins over your heart. Who was your District Diamond for this game? Uh, I think Casimir Allen, who was back there returning punts. I think he stood out really well, returning a couple of different punts. I'm not sure if he makes the team just because of a numbers issue. Sure. Because I don't know how much he can do as a wide receiver, and it's and it's tough to keep a guy whose only job is returning punts. So he he's tiny. He's like 5'8", 180 pounds, something like that. So yeah, he's, I don't know if he makes it, but he – he popped a little bit returning punts. So I'll, I'll give him my district diamond for at least this game. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think he did pretty well. I think he's kind of in competition with Pringle, who's another guy that you like. like uh, Natalie told us to kind of watch out for KJ Henry, which I think he did mm-hmm. okay. But the mm-hmm. guy who kind of stood out to me was Andre Jones Jr., 100%. the seventh round uh, pick from this year, also a defensive end just kind of seem to be out there and feasting. Now, again, you're talking this, these are, you know, the, the fourth stringers at this point, sure, sure. but if you're looking good against your competition, maybe you move up. And if you can look good against that competition, start solidifying yourself a place on this roster. This is a team that is going to need some defensive ends to step up because behind Montez sweat and chase young, there's really no name that, you know, other teams are really looking at right you're sure. you know no offense to casey Tuhill or fa obata but these are guys that they're not game planning against you right. kind of want to have a good rotation back there so hopefully uh andre jones continues to show out as a district diamond let us know in the comment section who you think was one of those end of the roster guys who earned your district diamond award here for our ref the district day after reckoning this has been the entire show for us let us know what you think and until next time Chris Paul, left guard one. Be a fan. Here we go.